Good morning. You can make yourself comfortable. Working at a retreat center, I have met many people who said that they have been practicing sitting meditation every day at home. I believe that many of you too practice meditation on a regular basis, which is great. It's not easy to practice um, meditation at home alone. And I'd like to ask you, what is your practice during the day? Do you have any tool that helps you to continue your practice throughout the day? When I practice meditation in the morning, there are some moments when my mind is more clear than the other moments. I feel calm and aware of my thoughts that arise without being entangled with them. If I lose my focus, I quickly notice it and gather my mind easily. When the meditation ends, I get up and start the day being engaged with everyday activities such as cleaning, eating, having meetings, working on things to do, and talking with other people, etc. By the end of the day, I often find that I don't have the same stillness and clarity that I felt in the morning. The question that I had for a long time was, how can I maintain the clarity and calmness that I have on meditation cushion throughout the day? Even though one Buddhism really emphasizes that the practice in action and rest should be balanced, for some reason I struggled to incorporate the practice that I had been taught in my daily life. Just like my meditation practice, there are some periods of weeks or months when I feel very grounded in my practice, while there are other periods when I feel like I'm lost. I'm okay with the fact that my practice has ups and downs, but I thought that I needed a consistent tool in my practice that I can always rely on to check my practice. After I went through many trials and errors in my practice, and I'm still going through, I finally realized that Sotesan, the founding master of One Buddhism, has already given us such a great tool for our daily practice. These are the six items of heedfulness in daily applications. If you have the scripture, it's, this is the scripture of One Buddhism, and it's on page 44. It was not that I had not known it before. It was more like I finally understood how fundamental and important those six items are for mindful and intentional living, which I really wanted. So today I'm going to talk about the first item, which is the most important, 
among the six. And later on, when I have a chance, I will continue to tackle the other five items. So the first item is, in all your applications, be heedful to make choices with sound thought. I would say, if you have to choose only one sentence from one Buddhist scripture, this is the one that you can take with you. The other five items kind of support this first one. This item is about mindful choice in action. It implies that the practice in your daily life needs to be more focused on the choice in action part than the meditation or inquiry part. It does not just say, be heedful to make right choices. Instead, it says, be heedful to make choices with sound thought. So it's not just focusing on what you do. It's also about your thoughts and intentions based on your actions. Then what does sound thought mean? The Oxford Dictionary defines sound as sensible, that you can rely on, and that will probably give good result. So basically, the first item says that in each and every time that you take any action, you should do it with mindfulness. So this is how we can take our practice on the Christian into the world to make more skillful and more mindful choices at the moment when you take an action. And it says, do this, practice this in all applications, in all applications. This means that we can practice this regardless of whether it is a trivial thing or a big decision. We can use this at every moment of our daily life. Let me tell you a story. Sung Do Sung was one of the disciples of the founding master. He liked to read the newspaper so much that the minute he found the newspaper had been delivered, then he would stop doing the work at hand to read the newspaper. And even when there was something urgent to do, he would at least look at the headlines before taking up his work with his mind at ease. So can you relate to this? Do you find that you're always reaching for your smartphone to check your emails or Facebook or Instagram or just surfing the internet? And one day, the founding master admonished him. Seeing how you get lost in something as trivial as newspaper reading, I worry that you may do the same with other matters as well. Everyone has things that they like to do and hate to do. When ordinary people are doing something they like, they become drawn to it. 
losing their undivided and true mind. When they are doing something they hate, they become so entangled that they lose sight of their true responsibilities as human beings and they attract hardship and suffering to themselves. And he continues, I am warning you about such a trivial matter in order to give you a realistic picture of how your spirit become influenced. You should not be drawn in by things that you either like or hate, but should always follow the right path, thereby controlling the myriad sensory conditions rather than being controlled by them. Then you will preserve forever your true and noble original nature. This is one of, my, one of my favorite Dharma passages from the scripture of Yuan Buddhism. So Tezhan says, we have to be careful not to be drawn in by things that we like or dislike because they prevent us from responding appropriately to each situation. Being heedful to make choices with sound thought. This is based on the fact that every single one of our actions has a consequence. One mindful action brings one positive result. For example, if you clean your room in the morning, then you will see the clean room when you get back from work in the evening, which will make you feel good. Likewise, one unmindful action also brings the consequences that you probably don't want. We regret after speaking without thinking or allowing our emotions to get out of control. So every action has its consequences. Imagine how your life will be influenced if you make more and more and more mindful choices and action in your life. And finally, become always mindful. Keeping a mindfulness journal is another powerful tool to practice the first item. So you can pick one event that happened during the day where you took a certain action and write down how you reacted or responded in that situation and what the result was. Make a simple self-analysis of whether it was a harmful or beneficial result. This simple practice helps you to become aware of the relation of your action and its result more clearly, which again help you become more mindful when you make certain choice in action. So I will talk about this practice more in detail in another Dhamma talk. Another idea based on the first item is that each and every one has the innate wisdom. Instead of saying, do this or don't do this, it says, 
be heedful to make a choice with your sound thought. Everyone has the mind that is calm and clear deep inside. We just have to find how to be connected to that space. Somebody can tell the definition of sound thought, but there are many different layers of soundness. And it is only you who can figure out how it feels when you have the soundness in your mind. It is not difficult at all to understand the meaning of the first item at first. What takes a lot more effort is to incorporate, incorporate it into our life and deepening the understanding by practicing it. I know this may still feel too broad and vague to practice with. So to internalize it, you can think about the states that are the opposites of soundness. But how is your mind when it is not sound? What are the symptoms that you experience when your mind is not sound? First of all, one of the most common causes that make you lose the soundness of your mind is attachment. If you're attached to something, then you can tell that your mind is not sound. Attachment causes delusion. Delusions cause wrong choices and action, which is the cause of our suffering. For example, when you drive, if your vision is narrow and attached to one single object, what happens? You cannot see the other cars, and it will cause a car accident. So we can tell that a sound thought is the thought that you give rise to without any attachment. As we see in the story of Song Do Song that I just shared, we are easily attached by things we like and things we dislike. It will be, uh, the object can be some material stuff or somebody or some work or activities that we like or dislike. Or we are attached to our own fixed idea. And it prevents us from having a sound thought. It makes our mind deluded. And finally, make us make wrong choice and action. So we first need to be aware whether we are attached to something and have to be on guard before we act. We can put the first item into practice this way. And there are other things that prevent you from making choices with sound thoughts. So recently, one day, I sat in my desk and wrote down the list of things that prevent me from making mindful choices in action. So I was 
I question to myself, what am I uh, drawn by in? What are the things that prevent me from having a sound thought and mindful choice and action? Yeah, this actually motivated me to give this Dharma talk. And what I wrote down are, um, for example, laziness and getting distracted by small things, not planning and preparing things ahead, etc. I will stop here. I have a lot more. So I recommend that you try this. You can sit down and think about what are the things or ideas that you are attached to and prevent you from making uh, mindful choices and action in your life. Because we all have different triggers and different habitual patterns. Everyone has different um, objective things that we attach it to. So you can pick one thing that you really want to change and practice with it. The first item says, in all your applications, be heedful to make choices with right, uh, with sound thoughts. But a skillful way to practice this is focusing on just one thing. Maybe the most important thing for you. And that will eventually influence the other areas of your life. Before I conclude my talk, I'd like to say what is the most important of all is that you want to live in mindfulness and intention. So if you want to lead your life with mindfulness, then make a decision to live this way. All of the practice that I just explained today starts from that. And this will be the most powerful thing that made your practice deeper. Thank you. <laughs>